Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing. This program is brought to you in part by Members' Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas, on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible to join Members' Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I join Members' Choice because uh, they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I otherwise cannot find. For example... This morning, I uh, went right through the drive-thru about 9 in the morning uh, with an envelope full of cash from another bank and gave it to the girl, and she smiles. Oh, Mr. Augustine, are you having a nice day? Oh, I sure am. And, you know, there's, I, I don't even know what my account number is, you know, and they don't care, and boom, it's, it's just a great place. Can't say, the, can't say enough about Members' Choice Federal Credit Union. It's a great place. I want to remind all of our uh, folks listening to our program to remember to share our on-demand links to our episodes in your social media pages when you see something you'd like to share, because all of our podcast channels and all of our programs are available on our website located at www.lonestarcontentmarketing.com. You can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page, and uh, in addition to this show about building law practices we've been talking about, there's going to be all sorts of new uh, and exciting and more uh, topics coming up uh, in the legal arena as we have done that before. So the interesting cases in the news and whatnot, yours truly will be working diligently to bring some great legal um, talent out to the program and really increase that and get back to doing that. So today, though, um, Monday, the... 15th of September here. This is episode number 28 of uh, the Building Your Law Practice series with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine. Todd, today we're talking about deadly assumptions that will kill a lawyer's marketing efforts. So how can we tell when our marketing efforts are working? Uh, as our business increases, can we take a break from marketing? Are we leaving money on the table? Are we missing new business? Let's learn from other people's mistakes. So we don't make them on their own. Of course, I've made so many of these mistakes myself because it's a practice. It's not a perfect. So as we go forward, we're, again, we're focusing on referrals because referrals are the lifeblood of any business, especially for lawyers. And so we ask ourselves, why is it that more lawyers aren't getting the referrals they need to grow the practice? So over the next few weeks and the past few weeks, we will just continue until we run out of topics, which you know, might actually be never. So... Uh, Mondays at noon, uh, we'll be talking about the subject of uh, Jim Thompson's book, which is Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referral They Deserve and Need to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. So um, about our hosts, uh, Jim Thompson's with me. He's a retired lawyer who's well-known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more clients through simple cost-effective activities, and he's the author of the book, Why Lawyers Fail to Get the Referrals They Need and What They Can Do About It. My name, again, is Nick Augustine, and I am the PR and Marketing Director for Lone Star Content Marketing, and we help our lawyer and small business clients share tips and stories about their practice areas by writing their blog content, managing social media, and producing Internet radio podcasts and uh, video interviews now, too. Pretty exciting. By way of a short disclaimer, this is a general information program. Advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice, and the communications, any of them, with our attorney guests among guests and callers on our show cannot give rise to an attorney-client relationship. If you have any questions, you should always consult with an attorney in your area. 
and I'll broadcast, uh, all Rice's broadcast are reserved. So, moving forward, let's say hello to Jim. Jim, how are you doing this Monday morning? Nick, I'm doing absolutely wonderful up here in Chicago. A little bit cold up here over the weekend. I had to put some heat on, but uh, other than that, it's uh, looking like it might be a good week uh, after we get through today, of course. Uh, well, so. I think that the cold front blew through the entire country because it brought us in Texas from 101 degrees to 60, and that is a shock to the system. Yes, it is, and uh, hopefully we're going to shock some lawyer systems as far as our marketing with some of the things we're going to talk about today. And the the deadly assumptions, and you, you mentioned, I think, something earlier that you've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes. We've all learned a lot of mistakes, and, and hopefully we, we will continue to make mistakes because if we're not making mistakes, that means we're, we're basically doing nothing. But one of the things we, we want to try and do in these programs, obviously, is, is share some of the knowledge that, that we've gained so that people won't make the mistakes that we have made. And um, I, I could probably go on for hours about some of the mistakes that I've made in the last uh, couple of days. But anyway, uh, getting right to kind of our subject, um, in, in no particular order, I want to talk about some of the things I've, I've, I've I talk about to attorneys, and, and not just attorneys, but, but other small business owners. Uh, attorneys are not unique, except one thing attorneys seem to have a problem with is understanding that they need to, to be marketing. They need to be growing their practice. People aren't coming to them just because they hung out a shingle. Uh, and, and you get some of your smaller businesses, your entrepreneurs that have, have, have opened a business, they understand to some extent the marketing. But the first thing I want to talk about and um, I share this with, with um, a lot of folks when I talk, is <clears throat> one of the reasons that, um, uh, and I talk about having a referral mindset, and we've talked about that in the program, and I think we've talked also about um, why it's important that your clients have a referral mindset. That is, they need to, to understand how, they can refer you. They need to understand that you want referrals. And, and one of the biggest things uh, sometimes is that your prospects or your clients may not know all of the services you offer. Now, that's, at first blush, it seems like, well, you know, I've, I've, I've done things for a client, and surely he's been in my office and he's seen other things that I do or heard me talk about other things that I do, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's an assumption you need to set aside. And if you're going to build um, your referral ambassador, your core of referral ambassadors, you need to make sure that they know exactly what you do and all that you do. And I underlined all that you do. Um, and I'll, I'll use the, um, uh, and I, I, I do this all the time, use the example in, in, in my own um, mistake that I made, if you will, many, many, many years ago, being a personal injury lawyer, um, you know, I handled a nice automobile case for, for a client, and the guy loved me, thought that I was, I was super, you know, did a great job, and everything worked out really well, got a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. And about a month mm -hmm. later, um, you know, two months later, whatever it was, I see the client walking down the street, hey, John, how's it going? Well, my mom was in a uh, in the hospital. The doctor's botched an operation, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking medical malpractice case. And guess what? I come to find out that they went to the lawyer down the street from me. 
And why did they do that? Very simple. As I as I asked them, you know, I thought you really liked me. Why did why did you go down to to the lawyer down the street, Jim? We didn't know you did medical malpractice cases. That's what I mean. So you got to start thinking in terms of if you want more business from your clients, they need to know everything that you do. Now, you may be in a real small niche, and if that's true, then okay, fine. But most lawyers, let's for instance say a divorce lawyer, doesn't do just divorces. They practice all kinds of family law. Um, they, they do adoptions and, 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 and change of custody and all kinds of other things, and your clients need to, to understand all the services that you perform. Um, and, and right along uh, with, with that is, is another assumption that people make, and, and, and it's that your referral sources are going to send you all the new clients that you need. Well, first of all, you have to develop your referral ambassadors, as I call them, your referral sources. And then just because you develop this group of uh, referral resource or referral ambassadors, they're not going to send you all the clients you need for a number of reasons. Number one, um, you probably have sat around, developed this group, and thought, well, now I've developed these, these, these referral ambassadors, and they may send you one or two clients. Uh, and, then, and then you kind of end up forgetting about them. And so the bottom line is when you, when you end up forgetting about them, uh, they, uh, they forget about you. So you've taken the time to develop this, this referral ambassador cadre, and you don't stay in touch with them. Even if you've developed a referral ambassador who you think is, is going to do a, a good job for you and he sends you one or two clients, please make sure at least once a month you're touching base with this person. You can send them a nice card. And I'm not talking about when they refer somebody. I'm talking about just, hey, you know it's his birthday next week. You send him a nice birthday card. You know his kid graduated from college last year. Hey, send him a nice congratulations card. Um, you can send the spouse card. You want to stay top of their mind so they're thinking about you so that when they come across the situation that they hear about, they automatically are thinking, I've got to refer this person to my good attorney, Jim. Because if they're not thinking about you, it's kind of the out of sight, out of mind situation. And so you have got to stay on the top of their mind. Yeah, Jim, I've got and an again, example, an idea, sure. uh, if I may. Um, calling people to let them know what kind of cases you're working on, too, um, is an interesting thing. Obviously, not divulging client confidences at all, but you know, sharing you know, here's a type of situation, a hypothetical, you know, that I deal with. This is what my routine's like. This is my what my day's like. Um, and I ask them the same thing too. You know, what do you have going on right now? What's interesting in your world? Um, you know, it gives the opportunity to to chat. And I don't know. I, I like the handwritten note, but I also like the phone call. Um, you know, people. I think I've noticed that people really enjoy taking time out of their day. You know, even if it's a non-billable thing, for a phone call where someone isn't, like, asking you for something, you know, because um, as professionals, we have so many people kind of pulling at us from every direction, and everyone likes that phone call, you know, from a colleague or from someone on the same level as you and or for ambassador, as we're calling them. Um, just, hey, what's going on? How's your day going? What's, what's interesting in your world? People, I found, will usually stop and chat. 
Or if they, uh, or, hey, let me give me a call back, you know, and they'll probably call you back, you know, on the drive home or something like that. But um, I really like the phone call thing. And, again, giving them examples of what you do because you could say personal injury lawyer, um, you know, and not everyone knows that that covers everything from dog bites to maybe uh, transvaginal mesh implant defect cases. I mean, it's a wide spectrum there. And if they're not in, if they're not in, they don't have the same wheelhouse and they don't work there every day, they don't know what you're doing. You likewise don't know what they're doing. So you can't spot those people. And the more we talk to them, the more we're like, oh, yeah, top of the mind. I mean, that's, if people want to, you know, I'd say, like, you want to write something, like, down, write top of the mind awareness. Put that post-it on your computer, on your monitor or something. As a reminder, it's a jog, right, Jim? Just put TOMA, T-O-M-A, top of the mind awareness. But you're exactly mm-hmm. right. And, 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 and I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. The touch can come in any way. You know, it can come in a, a note card. It could come in, like Nick said, a phone call. Uh, you know, and 90% of the time, uh, you're going to call somebody, and you're probably going to get a voicemail. Guess what? Hey, John, I was just thinking about you. hope everything's going well. If you don't talk to that person, you've left the voicemail. That is another form of communication. One of the things that, that I, I stress with folks is don't, don't, be salesy when you communicate with someone. Um, you know, it's it's the birthday card, it's the Christmas card, it's the Thanksgiving card, it's the Halloween card, or whatever. You know, you may you may know that um, your your client's Irish and they celebrate I, I you know the, their Irish heritage. Hey, send them a nice St. Patrick's Day card. You can always think outside the box and send them something that's not salesy, has nothing to do with your um, getting business because hopefully when you've developed your referral ambassadors this way, you can, um, you know, send something to them just, just to remind them that you're out there. Um, here's something else. I'm going to kind of divulge just a little bit or, or go just a, uh, just a little bit of out of the ordinary and say, you know, when, when somebody sends you a referral, please make sure that you contact that referred person. I used to say ASAP. And now I want to say, like right then and there, the minute you get that referral, you um, contact the person that was referred to you. Because I think I mentioned this in the last program or one of the programs we've done, is, is that that person's probably looking for a lawyer. And if you hesitate, you know, what is this phrase? He who hesitates is lost. You may call that guy, you know, two hours from now, and he says, thank you very much, but I've got another attorney. Boom, boom, boom. You've just lost, you know. A, a, a nice, hopefully, um, you haven't lost, but if you you could have lost a significant significant case. Um, so so make sure when when you're when somebody refers you, boom, get right on it. Uh, I've seen so many people, and you mentioned something just a little bit earlier, um, and, I, and again, I'm going to kind of digress just a bit, and that is track where your business is coming from. If you don't mm-hmm. know where your business is coming from, you know, how, how are you going to know where to put your efforts? Where are you going to put your uh, marketing dollar? Uh, who, who's, who's your really good referral sources that you really want to stay in touch with? So you need to come up with a system uh, of tracking. And it can be a simple thing. It doesn't have to be elaborate. But it could be a simple thing of, of where you get your business. And then you can go back in and take a look and say, gee, you know, um, I thought Nick was a good referral source. I used to get a lot of referrals from Nick, and I haven't gotten any from him in a month or two. 
I wonder why that is. You know what? Maybe you need to call Nick up and say, hey, Nick, let's go have coffee and sit down and talk to him and say, you know, you used to give me a lot of referrals. I mean, you haven't. Maybe you're going to find out that you really ticked Nick off because you didn't follow up with somebody, you know. So, or, you know, you find out that, well, Nick's gone into another area of business and he really isn't out with the type of people that he can refer to you right away. Well, that's fine. But you want to make sure that, hey, if, you, if, if you're dropping the ball, you want to make sure what's going on with you. Um, you know, I want, to, I want to touch on this just a little bit. And we, we had a good discussion in a group I was in the other day um, about your putting your picture on your marketing materials. Now, I know a lot of attorneys are still kind of the, the old-fashioned, well, you know, that's kind of salesy. I don't want to put my picture on my business card. I don't want to put my picture on um, and LinkedIn. I, you know, I don't know how many times I've gone, somebody's tried to connect with me on LinkedIn, and there's no picture. Well, I guarantee what? you. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, that's unless ridiculous. I, unless, I, unless I look at the person's profile, and he's a CEO of Coca-Cola, um, uh, and he doesn't have a picture, I may contact him. But other than that, I'm not contacting anybody that doesn't have a picture. Um, I, I want you, if you're not putting your picture on your business card, I want you to think about doing that. Because, and again, if, if you are of the, uh, uh, you don't feel like you, that's you, you don't want to do it, you feel like you're, not, you're uncomfortable, that's fine. But if you haven't thought about doing it, Think about doing it. Get a nice picture taken and put it on the front of your business card. Because if you're going to um, any kind of events, and any, we got in a discussion about this the other day, and I'm going to use the term networking event. And what is a networking event? It could be standing in Office Depot in line and you start talking to somebody. That could be your networking event. So I don't want to limit it to quote, you know, formalized networking events that people go to. But if you hand a business card to someone and it's got your picture on it, that person's most likely going to remember you. Um, and we do, we, go, we, we meet so many people. Um, I'll come home with five or six business cards from an event that I go to, and I'll, I'll go through them and go, oh, yeah, I remember John. Now, who was this, this person that I spoke with? You know, that type of thing. So if you got your, business, your picture on your business card, that, that's, that's going to help you quite get at least staying in touch with these folks memory-wise. We forget uh, who we talk to sometimes, but if we have that visual, um, and I did that this morning with an attorney. I was trying to figure out where I met this, this fellow because I wanted to invite him to something, and I couldn't remember whether he was in this area or in another area, and so I was like, well, I'm just going to throw it out there, and hopefully um, I, I did the right thing. While we're kind of talking about business cards, uh, sort of segue into that, um, the, the, the thing that I see and, and is what attorneys are not doing with business cards. And so how does that fit in with the assumption? Well, if I have a business card and I hand it to you, you know, you're going to assume that person is going to keep your business card and, and like you forever, et cetera, et cetera, and know all the things that you do, et cetera. One of the things I want to talk to you about on a business card is, and, and as an old person, one of the things that just really gets to me is when you have a big, bold name and then you have your phone number and your other information so small that I've got to get a magnifying glass to see it. 
Um, obviously, I, I, at the age where I need uh, reading glasses, but still, some of these uh, cards that I've gotten lately are so small, I, I have to really, literally get a magnifying glass, and, and especially where some in phone numbers and things like that where they run together where you can't tell whether it's an 8 or a 3 or whatever. And it's like, boy, this is really frustrating. So, you know, don't assume that, that you, you, you got a business card that is the greatest business card in the world. Ask people what they think about your business card if you're kind of concerned about it. I um, got some business cards the other day from a law firm. And all the lawyers had really nice plastic business cards. I hope they're not listening to this because I don't want to get in trouble with them. But <laughs> they had the, they had these nice plastic business cards, but they were the see-through type business cards. So they had their name on them. The, and they're, they're paper, but they're kind of plasticky. You, you can't yeah. write on those too well. Well, it's not even writing on them. You can't read them. I had to put them on a sheet of paper to to, uh. to be able to, to to see exactly what is on the business card. And, and having said that, with a business card, um, I, I see this too with lawyers. They they get a nice business card. They may have a picture on it or whatever, but then the back of the business card is totally blank. Now, I'm not telling you to fill up the back of your business card, but what I would be saying is use the space on the back to, to if, if, if no other reason, Put the three or four areas, you know, personal injury. Okay, like you mentioned, Nick, what does a personal injury lawyer do? You know, personal injury lawyer handles slip and fall cases if you handle medical malpractice. Put those things on the back of your business card, um, you know, specializing in or whatever your bar rules would, would allow you to put on there. But don't waste the back of your business card. It's, it's as simple as that. That, that. That's a great thing for people to, to have when, when, when uh, they, they want to know what the heck you do. Well, you're not just, you know, attorney at law. One other thing that, that has, has come to, um, I, I'm seeing it in a little bit, is you've got your business card, you know, you know um, and you've got JD. And that's fine. Put JD on there. Even if you put attorney at law, because people are going to ask you, what JD means. You know, you're going to have attorney at law, and they know you're an attorney at law, but they don't know what JD means. So what are they going to do? They see JD on your business card. They'll probably ask you, what the heck does that mean? Here's the other thing. If, in fact, you've got an LLM in something, an LLM in tax, uh, human resources, or whatever, you know, they're, they're, they're granting these days, put that on there. You know why? Because people don't do that, and they're going to see that, you know? And they're going to ask you, what the heck does that mean? And here is huh. your opportunity to tell them. This is what yeah, I that, do. That means oh. I spent extra money and extra years in school. I really know what I'm talking about in this area. Because that's <laughs> exactly. a big thing because people don't realize. I mean, when the economy started to jump around, um, a lot of folks started going into bankruptcy and other practice areas that they had no comp they, they just weren't schooled in that and you know it's fine to go pick up a you know a continuing legal education binder and you know flip through that and figure out what you need to do and all that and, and you know a lot of lawyers can do that and do it pretty well but you don't have the experience and you haven't you know it's like you say with mistakes if you haven't made the mistakes yet, how do you know what you're – you don't know what you're doing necessarily. And people out there don't know that. So specialize anything and any sort of credentials. 
Um, you know, it, it does make sense. And people say, well, I don't want to be pretentious. It's not, that's not what you're doing. You're communicating with the person what you have to offer. You know, and along the lines with business cards, and you don't see much stationery anymore because people are, you know, printing it on their computers and they change it around and things of that nature. But business cards, or if you're going to take the time to design a brochure, or, you know, and if you don't have a website, you better get one. And if you're designing your website yourself, okay, share it with some other folks that you trust their opinions or your business card. I do a business card, and uh, I know two or three other lawyers or two or three other uh, lay people, if you will, that, here, take a look at this design of my business card. What do you think? Well, Jim, I like this, but, it, you know, I can't read where you are. I can't read your website. I can't read your email address. Good. I haven't spent the money to get these printed yet. Get somebody else's idea. Same thing with your, your website. Oh, we can, we can do a whole show on websites. And I'm not a website expert, but I will tell you just from um, uh, conversations with people that are, quote, website experts and design websites, not just for attorneys, that um, I go and I'll look at websites every now and then, and it, some of those out there are so terrible. I mean, they almost turn people off. You know, you look at it and you go, hmm, you know, that's not an attorney I'd want to go to because of whatever reason. It just doesn't, doesn't mesh with, with my, my, my image, if you will, that I want to portray. So what is the image you want to portray? Well, you, you have to come up with that. But the bottom line is get opinions of other folks because if you don't, you may be wasting a bunch of money. The other thing is, um, if you you know spend the money to have a website developed for you um, before it goes live, you know, let other people see it. Get the feedback from other people. Don't just take the word of a website designer. I see so many times. Um, I got a buddy who can do my website for three hundred dollars for me. Oh, okay, that's great, uh, and it's going to look like a two dollar and fifty cent website. And the guy has no clue about what you should put on there from a, from an attorney standpoint. So if you're going to spend the money, you know, get a, a website designer that works with attorneys. And another thing is, if say I'm going to go to Nick to have my website designed, and, and I say, well, Nick, yeah, I, I really like what you're telling me. Why don't you give me four or five other websites um, that you've done? I just want to go take a look and see see what you've done for other attorneys. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the interesting things is some of these big companies, I'm not going to mention any because I'd get in trouble, but who are designing websites for lawyers and charging them quite a bit of money, um, they don't differentiate, and they're all pretty much cookie cutter, same type of websites, and they're coming in telling oh, the yeah, attorneys, you know, we're going to design a great website for you, uh, and they just designed another website for the, you know, the, the, the attorney down the street that's in the same it's practice the area. the same or, website. Uh, and yeah, now, so, Jim, not only that, not only that, they're oftentimes they you're leasing that site from them and you're paying it's part of oh. your monthly package with the marketing and everything like that. So second you cut and run from that big company, that website and that domain is gone. That's their domain. You are so much better off buying, you know, it's like get your own, do it custom, at least own your own domain. And if you're going to enter an agreement with uh, one of those big companies, ask them those questions. You know, if I leave, 
what happens with my website? Can I take it with me? You know, and oftentimes you'll find out the answer is no. And um, so the look, the feel of it, the the navigation, all that. I mean, people, it's not your brand as it is uh, will be diluted, you know, by not having that. So it's it's worth the money. You know, like we always say, um, you know, I kind of laugh at the lawyers who you know have the the big fancy car but then their office looks kind of like crap and they don't have nice furniture and they don't have a nice website and I just don't get it. You know, these are all, I mean, your image these days with technology and everything, it's all over there, you know. And I mean, my personal thing, I have a lot of people, my, my clients and things on my Facebook, and they know that I'm not in a suit most of the time, you know. I'm a real person. But, that, but those are also the clients that I gravitate towards and the people I like to work with. If you want someone who's, you know, dressed up dressed up for a you know for a in a formal attire like 24 hours a day i'm not the guy but i can steer you to someone who is i mean really we just have to be honest about what we want to but we have to think about all of these different factors um and not just uh assume oh well you know it's just the website or it's just the facebook page that i haven't touched you know or just the linkedin profile sitting stagnant um you know people can tell what efforts you put into things and sometimes, even if it's not the best looking and the, the most impressive content, people see the effort. And if the effort is there, that means you care about your business, you probably care about your work, you probably care about the clients, you probably care about getting things done. You know, Rick, we're, Nick, we're almost out of time, but I want to say one other thing. If you put up a website, go back to your website every month and just check it out. Um, I don't know how many times I've gone to a lawyer's website, they've directed me to a website and, you know, it's offline or something's happened to it. And I call them and I said, do you know your website's offline? No. And it's been gone for two or three or four months. So, you know, go back and say, you know, hey, I put up this great website. It looked great today and it looked great tomorrow. And I haven't gone back to it in six months. Uh, or how about this? Uh, Thank you for your call. I'll be out of the office from August 31st through September 3rd. Hey, it's uh, the 15th of September. <laughs> yeah. Go back and check that. Come yeah. on now. And, 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 well, here's the other thing, and you just touched on something very interesting. Hey, I'm out of the office for a week. Well, guess what? I was just referred to you, Nick, and I got a million-dollar multi-defendant uh, uh, medical malpractice case. But since yeah, you're out of the contact number if it's an emergency, yeah. you know, someone else to talk to, reroute it. Yeah, or or leave a voice, put it on a voicemail. Check your voicemail once in a while. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it, it, that's the worst. We're out of, yeah. We're, yeah, we're out of time. But I'll say this, you know, some of the things that we talked about today are some overlaps from uh, other previous shows, and that is perfectly okay because if people listen, I always tell people listen to the, you know, listen while you clean your desk or clean your office and try to find that missing file. And just get these ideas into your head and, you know, think about different things to do. And, um, you know, if we can, you know, motivate someone to, to get up and do it, um, you know, it takes time. And we're all guilty of not doing our marketing right. We're all guilty of, um, you know, picking up the phone and saying hello and not doing it because we've got something else to do. You know, but it's just a habit. And if we can make the habit of thinking that there's someone else out there besides just us, and as lawyers face it, like there's got to be some level of narcissism to go through and jump through all the hoops to get to be a lawyer in the first place, you know, but it's, you know, take, put yourself aside. There's no I in team. Think about all the other people out there and just keep that activity going. If you just keep being active and be in front of other folks, they're going to 
they're going to want to do business with you because they people want to spend their time with people who are they enjoy dealing with. You know, there's a, it's kind of like if you're that briskly opposing counsel that um, people want to settle the case just so they don't have to hear from you ever again. You know, <laughs> it's kind of on the other side of the coin. But um, you know, just get out there and do it. You know, take one step, make a list, write it down, work it on it on a Saturday. You know, if you have some, uh, maybe you don't have a huge marketing budget, start with something simple, you know, build on it, see it working, and you just, you'll get into the, the habit of doing it, it'll become part of your routine, it'll become something that you think about, um, you know, and I have to do that for my own work too, um, you know, on days when, you know, write all the blogs for the clients, write articles, write social media stuff, set things up, and I'd forget, and I'd leave myself out of it, and I'd say, no, 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 no. I'm going to put my own stuff on the list too. And, you know, so I've gotten in the routine of, you know, writing all the things for my clients and then writing something for myself uh, and sharing it all. So it's just, it's all a work in progress. Like they say, that's why it's the practice of law. Right, Jim? Right. And as Nike says, just do it. That's the best thing I can tell somebody. Just do it. Well, we're out of time. It is now 80 degrees here and I've got a... (laughs) I'm loving it. So uh, I get a little stay over winter, and y'all up in Chicago put on those hats and gloves and scarves, and um, I'll holler at you soon, Jim. Okay. You have a great week, Nick. Talk to you soon. Everyone out there, too, go do some marketing. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.